Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cammer, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, once again, there is no new MLW programming, so we are digging into the vaults and coming up with MLW Fusion 2000, or excuse me, 23 from 2018. Our main event tonight, we'll see the Inhuman Monster PCO taking on the West Coast hitman Brody King. But first, of course, the news. Uh, mist flew under the radar, puffed to smoke, whatever, however we want to look at it. Uh, we missed out that Dr. Julius Smokes is assigned an official contract with MLW. Uh, he has previously showed up at the Battle Riot event as hype man for uh, the new LAX. Or at least that's what I'm going to assume. He's the hype man. I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's Julius Smokes. He just kind of does whatever and is sometimes entertaining while doing it. Uh, the news comes out, basically, like, the main reason I'm going to re actively read the news is just because it entertains me, uh, but MLW.com went to get a statement from Mr. Smokes, and when he was reached for comment, he simply said, and then hung up the phone. It's a very Julius Smokes kind of thing to do. Anywho, moving on from there. We have a wild Caesar Duran uh, sighting over AAA weekend uh, last weekend. El Jefe is in Mexico. What is he doing? Nobody knows. Speculation can run wild. Is he going home for the weekend? Is he just taking an obscenely wealthy vacation as the obscenely wealthier want to do? Is he scouting the ML officials as potentially playing with the Von Erich boys? Uh, Ross and Marcel, former MLW Tag Team Champions, now that they're done with Team Filthy and Tom Waller, are looking to get those title belts back. Uh, in the meanwhile... But they haven't gotten their shot. Um, well, according to league officials, uh, most notably Mr. Duran, who is now the matchmaker um, and kind of the, you know, head of the former promotion is Dorada, Azteca Underground, signees, MLW Tag Team Champions, Los Parks. You know, the paperwork seems to have gotten lost in the mail. So is he just dicking around with the Von Eriks? Is bureaucracy back in action? I don't know. But whatever's going on, I'm assuming we's going to have fight in the end. So there is our news. Let's move on to the show. As I said, like literally two minutes ago, no new programming once again. Uh, so we're digging into the vaults, going back to the halcyon days of 2018, digging out MLW Fusion number 23. Main event, of course, is PCO taking on Brody King. But before we get to there, of course, we have an hour of action. Well, maybe closer to 45 minutes of action to get to this point. So let's start at the beginning, shall we? That's always the best place to start, if you ask me. Conan is out with the Lucha Brothers. Uh, Conan wants everybody to know that he is back in his hometown of South Florida. Evidently, South Florida is a town or city and not a region in Florida. Um, and they totally are not in Fort Lauderdale, I guess. But, you know, never mind that. It's Conan. If you actually listen to pro Conan promos, they don't make a lick of sense, but just they somehow work. So we'll go with it. Um, 
he notes how unhappy the Lucha Bros were with the contract given to them by Selena De La Renta. She's taking too much money, getting a too a too big a piece of the pie, given you know wrestling promoters a bad name and wrestling contracts a bad name, and he ain't down with that. So he got the uh, boys to leave. Selena doesn't take kindly to this here slander and comes out with her little pit bull, Ricky Martinez. Uh, she offers the Lucha Bros a new contract because she'd been talking with Hunter up north. Totally no symbolism there. Uh, there's totally not a guy that works in Connecticut named Hunter that is big into developing talent, especially in the Florida area. Uh but, you know, Selena has a, has a contract from Hunter. It recommends the Lucha Bros take a look at that. And they decide, of course, to not do that. And they're going to defend their titles, going to hang out with Conan, Cerro Miedo, Anima, you know, all the catchphrases. We, we got a big split within Promotion Estorada still. Following this, we have our first match of the evening. It is a Hurricane Rules match, which is similar to a Tornado Tag Team, except we're adding two extra people on each... Well, one each extra person on each side, so it's a six-man tag team match. Only there's no tagging, only Hurricanes. It is the Stud Stable, con consisting of the Dirty Blondes and Pero taking on the new Heart Foundation. Uh, before the match can get started proper, the hearts jump the stud stable, uh, taking out the dirty blondes. Uh, Pillman wants in. They, uh, Davy Boy and Teddy just keep whipping, uh, Pillman right into Pero, who does offensive maneuvers against Pillman, and, but it doesn't stop them. They just keep whipping Pillman into Pero until Pillman can't get up anymore. I was thoroughly entertained by this. Um, big uh, combos from the Hart Foundation. They take over the match. We get a code red from Teddy Hart into a German... Uh, to, excuse me, a Saido suplex by Dave Boy Smith Jr. Eventually, Pillman Jr. hits a big crossbody on both dirty blondes. Gets broken up by Pero. Uh... Stud Stable takes over briefly. Uh, Dirty Bronze are going to go up top. Pero calls them off. Everybody's confused and in the confusion. And the hearts take over, knock the Dirty Blondes off the top turnbuckles. Pero gets a running power slam for his efforts. One, two, three. Davy Boy Smith gets the pin for the team. The New Heart Foundation win the match. They walk off to celebrate with Teddy Hart's cats. And meanwhile, Colonel Robert Parker is not terribly happy with that loss. You can't blame him, you know. What, uh, you're a manager and your team lost. That's less money for you. Uh, he gets on the mic and basically lets Pero have it and fires him from the stud stable. Dirty Blondes attack Pero, hit a big double team, like power bomb, spybuster maneuver, and walk off with the big man laid out in the ring. Up next, we get a recap from War Games. Uh, we have Team Tommy Dreamer and his band of misfits taking on Sammy Callahan and his, well, band of misfits as well. Uh, anyway, uh, Callahan's team goes down in defeat after Sawyer Fulton uh, taps out to an STO with assisted by the barbed wire. Gets cut up gnarly in the process. Uh, but somehow this is all Jimmy Havoc's fault, and they attack Jimmy Havoc after the match. Uh, so we got that big rundown 
of that. Uh, afterwards, we get a promo from Havoc, uh, noting that like he's not really mad. I, he's not happy that he got uh, that they beat him up. Like that, there's just a lot of displaced anger towards him when Callahan and crew should be mad at Fulton. But that's fine. But what's not fine is Havoc getting beat up after the match for no good reason. So he's going to look to take his revenge against Callahan soon. Up next, we have some intergender tag team action. MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and Aria Blake taking on Joey Raya and Taya Valkyrie. Um, At this point, uh, MJF is the MLW middleweight champion. He's been in a light feud with Joey Ryan over the belt. Uh, Those two uh, met in the finals of the tournament to crown the first MLW middleweight champion with MJF coming out on top. Uh, prior to the match, MJF cuts a promo with Blake, and MJF is not a fan of women's wrestling, or for that matter, women voting. Uh, Arya Blake kind of shushes him, talks about all the horrible things she's going to do to Taya, and then that really gets MJF going. No, 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 no. No, MJF was looking at his abs. Those, that was rock hard. He's doing keto, and like, for like, amazing. But, you know, anywho, we has match. Uh, start off, uh, if you're not familiar with Joey Ryan and his shtick, there's a lot of shtick to be had, uh, usually involving baby oil and lollipops going off into the crowd. You know, all the shtick. It happens. Uh, eventually, we do have a match. Arya Blake actually starts off with Joey Ryan uh, because Joey Ryan wants her to touch it, which obviously doesn't age well in the realm of 2021. Uh, but she comes in, looks like she's going to touch it, and lo and behold, touches the chair, uh, chest hair of Joey Ryan. And by touches said chest hair, I mean grabs two big handfuls of it and gives it a yank. Uh, Blake takes control early on in the match due to these shenanigans. Uh, MJF does come in, tries to mount some offense, goes for an inverted atomic drop, which if you've done your research and studied your tapes, Joey Ryan is immune to the powers of the inverted atomic drop. Hurts MJF's leg in the process. Uh, Ryan gets a tag in. uh, Some tandem offense, of course, using Joey's uh, dick. Uh, Ty hits a drop toe hold on uh, on MJF. MJF headbutts Joey's dick. Of course, Joey's dick is a foreign object. MJF is hurt. Joey's just fine. Um, This doesn't last long. MJF takes over for a bit before Ryan can get a pump handle suplex for a brief comeback. Brings Taya in. Arya Blake comes in for her team. They fight for a moment, and by fight, I mean mostly Taya just makes a big comeback with hip attacks and double and double knees in the corner. We get a curb stop for two. Uh, the men are tagged back in. Joey hits a spine buster for two. Goes for the lollipop. Gets it in MJF's mouth. Looks like we're going to get sweet tooth music. But MJF, that dastardly human being, pulls Taya Valkyrie into the way. She eats the super kick. Uh, Arya Blake goes for a low blow on Joey Ryan and just breaks her arm in two. In the process, of course, because... We've learned nothing in this match. You can't touch Joey's dick without pain coming your way. And she learned that one the hard way as her arm is now bent all funky. Uh, But this distraction allows MJF to roll Joey up, pull the tights, get the 1-2-3. Team Blake, well, okay, 
Team MJF, because I don't want his lawyers to come after me. Team MJF, get your win. Afterwards, um, MJF is up on the stage. He announces that the era of sleaze is over. He's run Joey Janela out of the company. He's now running Joey Ryan out of the company. It's just MJF. And, oh, lo and behold, Joey Janela appears. Comes out and starts a fight with MJF to start swinging, hit, gets several punches in before MJF hits it low and wanders off. So, well, that was kind of a waste of uh, time. Unless you thoroughly enjoy watch, watching Joey Janela get hit in the balls, which uh, is also mildly entertaining. I'll give you that. Anyway, we are going to take a brief pause for said cause. Going to take a listen to the people who pay me the big bucks to do this. Or pay me any bucks to do this, for that matter. Uh, catch you in a moment. Go to catch my breath. I don't know, go on a small vacation or something like. I'll be back in a minute. Now, whether you're someone who works out, or, like me, needs to maintain focus and mental clarity, we could all use a pick-me-up. That's where Ray's Energy steps in. With Refresh technology, Ray's provides a hydrating, sugar-free boost of energy without the crash some other energy drinks have. You can find out where you can get Ray's Energy near you by visiting www.repsports.com. And while you're there, check out the other products that Rep offers, such as pre- and post-workout supplements and snacks. And if you want some extra savings, order online and apply my discount code CASS, that's C-A-S-S, at checkout for 15% off your order. All right, we are back. We have a Fury Road Control Center. Uh, looks like we're going to get Filthy Tom Lawler versus Shane Strickland and the Hart Foundation taking on ACH. I, uh, um, I can't read my own, hand, my own handwriting here. Uh, Rich Swan, there we go, found, found my handwriting, and Marco Stunt. Uh, meanwhile, also in a big, big match, we will have PCO taking on L.A. Park. Some Haas action there. Following this, we have Sammy Callahan. He is here to answer Jimmy Havoc's challenge. He talks about how they were supposed to be friends. They were supposed to make people bleed together. But Jimmy failed Sammy, and we just can't have that. So it's now time to teach Jimmy a Havoc a lesson because obviously he's just another deathmatch superstar dude that can't wrestle and Sammy Callahan's just going to put him down like the dog he is all right it is time for our main event big fight literally PCO taking on Brody King Oh, these two have some history. Well, or will have it history anyway. Uh, the two gentlemen in this match will later go on to be part of the Villain Enterprises stable in Ring of Honor. Uh, they're two really big dudes. Uh, PCO pushes 270 on his own. Brody King is about 6'5", also 270. Um, and just a battle of monsters. Yeah, PCO, the New Age Frankenstein, taking on Brody King. Big man filled with all the tattoos and comes out in his nice little ski mask. So it's going to be one of my favorite things in the world, of course, the Hoss fight. And we are going to get started very quickly. Brody just attacks PCO before the bell even rings. Knocking PCO down, knocking the corner. We're going to get some stomping action in. Oh, Brody gets, uh, gets flustered, wanders outside, but, you know, nowhere is safe from the wrath of PCO, uh, and he hits a tope suicida, 
uh, followed by, we'll call it a chop-off, where they're just going to take turns just chopping the snot out of each other outside the ring. Uh, PCO wins that battle, rolls King inside the ring. We get a big pop-up power bomb and a knee strike for two. Uh, PCO not happy with that too because obviously the referee is biased. Uh, it's really jawjacking the referee, and at various points, even up to this point, so I didn't uh, mention, um, both Brody and PCO have kind of pushed the ref around a bit. At this point, the ref's trying to do his job allegedly and gets shoved away uh, because the guys just want to fight because you know they're wrestlers. They're in a combat sport; they should be combating uh, instead of doing things like not gouging each other's eyes or not stomping on each other's toes uh but they shove the referee at various points in this match so that'll play into things later spoiler alert because this whole podcast is nothing but a spoiler alert but whatever moving on uh, during the whole jaw jacking with the ref thing brody recovers bounces off the rope a big lariat for two uh, PCO then gets back body dropped into the turnbuckles uh king though misses uh tumbleweed in the corner and we got a big, big eyebrows, uh, eyebrows, yeah, eyebrows, yep, everybody's got big eyebrows, no, no, we are gouging each other's eyes, because that is what we do when we're hosses, and we really don't like each other, uh, both PCO, Brody King, are just thumbs in each other's eyes, they're hollering, they're screaming, the ref is counting to five, and no one cares, they both shove the referee away, and the referee decides, like, he's had enough of being shoved around, he's being a baby, doesn't want the grown men to fight and earn money for their families, calls for the bell, uh, match is thrown out, double DQ, uh, doesn't matter though, King Pile drives. PCO, and then starts and hitting some ground and pound until security can come and separate everyone. Uh, King is dragged kicking and screaming outside the ring. While PCO recovers, PCO goes up to the top rope and hits a big moonsault. We got bodies everywhere to end the show. Uh, We get just a big pan of the carnage that is ensued uh when we get to kind of run down for next week's show number uh, episode 24 uh we do get world title match between loki and ray phoenix uh so be a solid match right there um but the important thing is everybody's dead as we fade to black our show is over and i must say that once again like these early fusions are a lot of fun. Like, uh, just kind of bring a little bit of everything. And, you know, of course, things don't age great uh, just because of what would happen in the future and Court Bauer's habits of uh, taking broken things and, you know, giving them a platform, which is, you know, great, like, if they when they can contribute to the product. But then, yeah, some cases where things don't age well and we have Joey Ryan on our show and Teddy Hart on our show. Um, so that could be a downer. And But, like, the opening contest was a fun little showcase. Nice batch of chaos. Uh, the intergender tag team match. Um, I mean, MJF is always great. He, he's golden on the mic. Um, but I could see where people wouldn't like it just because, again, he's very he is very abrasive. Um, and then, of course, we're bringing in Joey Ryan shtick, which is very polarizing even before the allegations against him were made. So, like, that could bring everything down a notch. Um, but the main event, outside of the, D- the double DQ finish, like, is everything you could want in a hoss fight. Just, like, two big dudes just 
chopping each other and big, you know, big powerful moves. Just, oh yeah, baby. Just two, two big dudes just smacking each other around. And a lot of fun to be had if you're in that. I mean, obviously the double DQ kind of brought things down, especially... I okay. I mean, like I, I'm okay with double DQs. Not really. I'm never okay with double DQs. But like, if there there's like a logical reason for it, like we'll go with it. But I will argue, like in this match, like yes, you should never put your hands on the referee. But if the ref was going to play that game, he should have just DQ'd at the first time. Instead, he's just like me, me, me. Well, I'm getting DQ you, you know. Like he never even left his feet. Come on, man. Like. Earl Habner used to take bigger beatings and not DQ anybody. Uh, Nick Patrick used to just tear a rotator cuff, counting to three, or get dirt in his eyes. Like, that's how hazardous the job is, and this ref can't even be bothered to leave his feet before he calls a DQ. So, you know, that, that is the ultimate form of ref bias. Okay, that's a lie. The ultimate form of ref bias is a referee sneakily taking a terrible picture of you and putting it on the interwebs. And by terrible, I mean... Like, you look like garbage. And not that, you know, you'll ever look good anyway, but it's just a terrible picture. Oh, Jeeves, I will never forgive you for this. Uh, anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're getting to TMI, aren't we? Uh, so, of course, TMI means we should probably wind this show down. We've had our main event. I've given my spiel on how fun the show was this week, of course. Uh, so, of course, you know, check it out. It's in, it's in the vault uh, at the MLW archives on YouTube. So, you need to check it out on your own time. Um, and we got some fun stuff going on in the future, just uh, cheap plugs in there. Um, of course, we there may or may not be new programming next, next week. We'll, we'll find out. But even if there isn't, uh, I've gotten a small commission to uh, do a review for another show. So we will, we will have that either in addition to or in place of... Thank you for listening to MLW Confusion. MLW Confusion is written and narrated by Rob Kammer, but is not affiliated with Major League Wrestling. The opening theme is written and performed by Rob Kammer, and what you are listening to right now is Ruined My Day by Alan L. Schroeder. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Also, be sure to tell your friends, family, and enemies about the show. Word of mouth is very important to us small businesses. You can also get up to date with the thoughts and ramblings at the social media at the links in the description. If you'd like to support monetarily and help out, and to upgrade our equipment too, by the way, you can in the following ways. First, our virtual tip jar is at www.kofi.com slash Casanova. That is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. Or, for more bang for your buck, join our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Casanova. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to MLW Confusion early and ad-free, plus get weekly exclusive goodies. So be like the OGs, Maverick45 and Alan Schroeder, and check that out. Also, for your energy, sleep, and workout needs, check out repsports.com and use the coupon code CAS at checkout to get 15% off your order.